What is up, fellow humans and mutants alike? My name is Kyle. I am with Danny, and we are on a sled riding together down this icy, icy snow as we slog through X of Swords once again. Danny, is this the sloshiest snow you've ever slogged through, or what? I, I don't know if sled's appropriate. I would say more like a downward spiral through a abysmal vortex of shame and fear. Shame and fear. Oh, okay. Interesting. Fear that I have to read more of this and shame that I've already read so much. So much of it. Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha. Oh man, that shame spiral. It'll keep going too if you don't if you don't pull out. And I'm locked into it. We're fucking locked in. You gotta, you gotta finish. You gotta finish now. There's no pulling out. I have more issues. <laughs> Oh. oh man and the tournament literally this is only the second issue of the actual tournament too you can't even say thing. tournament that's not even fair yeah, the rules don't matter the rules the, do not matter this is yeah drew carey came in talked just pushed saturday out of the way and was just like welcome to uh X of swords where the where the rules don't matter and none of this will matter and destruction will change everything i was a meme about him and it said welcome to america where the money doesn't matter and the yeah. constitution's made up <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> smile always makes me appreciate that man. uh it's so good uh, uh we need more whose line is it uh anyways with drew carey oh price is right he's moved he's, on yeah he's, he's skinny now he yeah. has to become fat again i don't know if skinny drew carey would work on price is right 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 interesting hmm Ah, uh, c'est la vie, c'est la vie. But we are diving into part 16 and 17 of X of Swords, which is Wolverine and an X-Force issue. Uh, starting off with Wolverine issue number seven. Uh, let's just get into this cover. We got Percy, we got Kassara, we got Guru EFX. I hate that you changed your name to that, but... Uh, what do you think of this cover? I like the uh, iconography. The one time there's an X in the kind of the logo of the cover that I'm not too upset with. It works a little bit for me. And the font actually matches. It doesn't feel like so imposed. Like the font yes. actually feeds in with the background. The biggest problem in the cover is actually Wolverine himself. And it's more to do with his anatomy. It's just, a, I guess, the uh, more the, uh, I guess, the angle they chose to show of yeah. him. It doesn't make fun. sense. Like, he's like, he dislocated his arms <laughs> and broke his neck it's to make the, that pose. Yeah, his neck is protruding a little too far out there. Oh, look how fucking yoked his arms <laughs> Yeah, are. man. Yeah. Why is his biceps so He's big? so huge. <laughs> trying to force perspective is not working here whatsoever. No, because they're parallel <laughs> with his head. And so vicariously, his head looks tiny. <laughs> It like does. Comical. Oh, and man. it sucks because that background is so phenomenal. I dig it. I dig it. That by itself would have worked without Wolverine. I feel putting Wolverine on here is once again they're putting too much into a cover and ruining it when minimalism is fine. I agree. I agree. You see, you don't see that as often anymore. Just a nice, simple cover. Well, look at the Alex Ross covers. Those were all great. Why? Because they're minimalistic. They they do what they they do what they need to do right, mm -hmm. and they leave everything else off the table. They don't bring it in there to muck it up. Yeah, no more mucking up our stuff with big hairy biceps people. Um, but yeah, Kassar's still killing it with the artwork. Uh, Percy yeah. is, uh, you know, I feel like Percy's being weighed down by this story, but you know. Whatever. With Dugan, yeah, because they they put Dugan on both issues of and and that Marauders they put Marauders uh, the I don't think 
the last Marauders, but the one before that, 14, I think mm-hmm. is the one it was, or 15. But that one oh, I had Dugan and Percy, and then the one afterwards, I think, just had Dugan. But either way, it's like, why? Why does Percy get a book by himself? Dorn, maybe? Because I guess Dugan's the, the the writer of Storm currently, maybe? I guess you could justify that. And their their dialogue between Wolverine and Storm was heavy. That's my justification of their justification. If that makes uh, sense. But I don't know. That's, a- I can accept that, but at the same time still be displeased. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's dumb. It doesn't yeah. regardless. Um, I don't know. I would like to be in that room, though, or I guess that Zoom call these days just to see what Dugan and uh, Percy was talking about. Because I've always felt their writing narratives were, were polar opposites. Right. Yeah, exactly. Even their views, it seems like their personal views even like counter each other. They contrast a little bit. Yeah, you got Dugan yelling on the internet and uh, Percy's just all like, I'm going to hang out in the woods. Fuck you all. Yeah, like, like, (laughs) see, see, like, Percy is a man while Dugan masquerades as a man on the regular. There you go. That's the big difference. Oh, zing. Snap a (laughs) (laughs) I hope, uh, Dugan's Dugan Dugan felt that one. I bet. Dugan defended because he's transgender, so he's like, "No, I am a bitch." Yes. He's just mad. We didn't. He wanted everyone to say their gender pronouns before they announced uh, their names, and everyone was like, "Or Percy was like, no, nah, I'm not having that." So he said, and he "Percy doesn't have to prove it. People yeah. believe it." Dugan's got people. He's like got something to prove. He's like, "I'm a Jared Dugan, man." Man, he him. <laughs> he's got that man symbol on his t-shirt walking around and he's like, huh? Huh? everyone get it it's uh, uh, it's good, times. good times indeed um so let's dive into this shall we let's just get right oh. into this we start Slash off start off with the oh man we uh, start off with the the battle between uh, magic and Pogu Pogu. So magic is kind battle. of I quote. Yeah, I was, I was quoting. I was quoting. Uh, magic's in the Holy Republic of Fey, and she's uh, walking through. I guess like just random dungeons. I guess, and she goes through this door which leads upside down. Which the art is awesome. She j- jumps through a door. She kind of like flips through doors. So when she flips, she's on. A, she kind of turns upside down and everything's kind of turned uh, asunder as they go from uh, the realm of Fae to the realm of Roma Regina. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like the art. The art was cool here. Mm-hmm. But then we are led to this very, uh, such a awesome moment led led up to a big disappointment. We get uh, we get magic. And coming up into this uh, arena, right behind her, this badass artwork of Poker Poe just coming out of nowhere, just yeah, like he burst out of the ground. Right? Yeah, he's just bursting out of his ground. Now Poker Poe looks awesome. What's up with Magic's face, mouth, and her reaction to seeing him? You see <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh man! You know what that reminds me of? It's a uh, Guitar Hero. Guitar like, Hero. How like they designed like the screams of the characters, the Guitar Hero. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Wide mouth, just kind of ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, but it's a good build-up right here. Where you're like, they're gonna throw it down, they're Fuck gonna yeah. fight, and then it's just like, oh no, 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 none of that. Mm-hmm. You came here to see a forge sword fight? No, no, no. That's no. not. That's not what this is about. That's, you're reading back some swords. We don't want you to see a sword fight. Go no. somewhere else for that. 
Yeah, if you want to see sword fights, get out of here. Go, go. Have you, you want to see an arm wrestle? <laughs> now, arm wrestling, on the other hand, that's where this is. This is you tuning into like ESPN like twenty at this point, like <laughs> way past the Ocho. We're we're far past the Ocho if we're doing arm wrestling. Uh, but yeah, we get Saturday takes their swords right before this epic battle is about to go down. She saw us and was just like, "Oh, you're having a little fun here. Let me take that fun away." And yeah, let's a have a. <laughs> Holds them up in the air, almost as if to taunt us. Yeah. Worth the moment. Like, ah, here's that sword. You're not gonna see. Him. You're not gonna no, see him. Fuck you. Fuck you. Want beans? you. Um. So yeah, it's not a sword battle. It is a arm wrestling competition, and instantly, as 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 we count down, three, two, one, instantly, Pogo Pogo just smashes Magic's hand, and we get a win for. Araco, Araco three, Krakoa one. And his hand is as big as her body. And right, he has like <laughs> five hands. of them or six of them. Yeah, yeah. He's the dude with the most hands. Oh, the one so person ridiculous. you don't want to arm wrestle. A sword um, fight probably would have been closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have. It would have been interesting too. But yeah, that is it. That's all we get from that battle. And we'll we'll see them kind of return uh, to a fight between these two in the future. Kind of, I guess. Not really though. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's there's some that's a little payoff. It's in a that. little, a little bit uh, of payoff, a little bit of payoff. It's yeah. still Mart though. I'm not going to spin it in a good way. I promise you that much. Yes. I was so overwhelmed because then, I, then the next page, it's like it's the beginning of the. It's like yeah, we cut to the title page. Yeah. And I was so like overwhelmed by that that I thought the story was over. <laughs> I'm like, like, are we over? done? And then I realized I still have to keep reading, and I'm like, no, no it's still going. No. You thought that was it? No, no good. You're taking no. the wind out of my sails. You punched uh, me in the gut, and then you went on to wail on me for another twenty minutes. <laughs> no, so we cut to the next battle. Uh, we see in the sands. Uh, the card strength with Wolverine and Summoner fighting. Uh, and they're at the Blythe Spoke as Wolverine's kind of uh, wandering around the Blythe Spoke. Now, this is one of the cooler things that I hope we return to in the future. If there's one thing to take away from the tournament, I want to see more Blythe Spoke stuff. Is that the, the head future. of a dead celestial in the background? I want to say so. I want to say that's has, what that is. Yeah, it's got right? the design. It's got the size. I feel like... That Celestial just died here? Like, he just reached his... Or someone destroyed him? Or who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's from another reality, even. So it's, yeah. Or it could be. Who knows? This place is all amalgamation. Who knows? It's an amalgamation of dead uh, universe matter, for the most part. And that is when, uh, out from underneath the ground, Summer pulls Wolverine in, did, like, a nice, like, Naruto circa Keikto Ninja Tyson, just pulled that shit down freaking like kakashi sensei man and yeah, just reach him and just <laughs> on him underground yeah. i feel like that, that uh bottom panel where the sand is filling his wolverine's his mouth, mouth as yeah. he's screaming <laughs> I, I think that that's yeah. pretty brutal yeah so yeah somebody pulls him in and as this is happening again the police spoke is like this dead reality so you're kind of on, constantly shifting through like this random dead realms as this fight begins so summoner and wolverine are fighting and as this is happening they just are like transforming and going through this bizarre change and they're dying they're essentially because these are the only two beings uh, at least in this tournament that could uh, survive this realm because it's constantly killing you, constantly feeding off your life force, your life energy. So it's kind of like a test of the wills, right? Between these two. Yes. 
Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's trying to see who who will break first, more or less. And it's pretty cool. We get to see a lot of like just reality shaping. They're in like a weird frozen land. There's like a place where bugs are just like all over them. It looks like death is like. There's one where they're in space, and I think that's death. Is that Lady Death? Or no, who? that's Saturnine. Oh, that's Saturnine. Okay, for some reason that... Uh, who, who's the, that underneath, though? Is that, J- 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 that J- Jasper's? Is it Jasper's, then? Okay, that changes my... Yeah, it could be Jasper's, then. missing. What happened to his hat? <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that. <laughs> Get that hat, man. Um, yeah, so, hat yeah. Um, they're just fighting, like, as this shit's happening. And it's crazy. Like, uh, the, on the next page, these two pages, too, in specific, are really beautiful uh, art-wise as they're kind of going yeah. through these different realms. I like the one where Wolverine actually turns into a Wolverine. Yeah, and Summoner appears to be a cobra, I believe. Yeah, it looks like a cobra. That's and a then in one of them, and then right underneath that, Summoner is Wolverine. And then Summoner are is Wait, they're both within each other because I don't see I don't anyone else. I don't see a, one where like Wolverine is summoner, so maybe they're like an amalgamation of each other. I yeah. like that explains the face where they're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? And the uh, we got some undead zombie zombie uh version. I like what's this like Tron world one? That's a that's yes. interesting. Wolverine's got a lightsaber in the <laughs> Tron world. Oh, it's so bizarre. Oh, uh, uh, and then we got like that's- this weird Okami like flat they're just like two D like little Paint, like almost like a cave drawings fighting each other i guess is it true do you see the minecraft one above the tron one above the, oh i didn't even notice that one yeah we got like a little blocky minecraft one legoy looking thing that's yeah. it's it's a trip go check out these two pages it's worth uh at least go look at them find them on the internet don't pay to look at them no, but no, uh, it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out these two pages just to see see it it's a, it's a trip for sure um the chessboard one's my favorite. Chessboard? Yeah, they're just two pieces, yeah. like, wiggling yeah. at each other. <laughs> it's such a tame fight. I wonder if they have people playing their pieces. That'd be great. Right? Who <laughs> are these hands? Um, but as is, yeah, they're going, as as they're in this weird, like, mushroom world, it seems, uh, we get Wolverine just chucks uh, the Masamura blade right into Summoner's eye as he whips back, drops his sword, and falls to the ground. Um, death. So death to Summoner. But as that's happening, what happens, Danny? What does is, what is, uh, Saturnine say? We get the biggest plot twist because she meant it literally a fight <laughs> to the death. Whoever could fight till they're dead wins. So thus Wolverine loses by winning. Yes. Because backwards. <laughs> and we're going to see this theme a lot of uh, kind of a Rocco kind of taking the lead. And it doesn't seem, uh, doesn't seem. The fair. world's become arbitrary. Yeah, very, you know. very arbitrary to say. The and, and, and this is definitely the continuation of Saturnine being petty against Wolverine. And she'll bring this up in a bit about how she's really just taking out her aggressions on Wolverine. So much to the point that she poisons him literally in the next page. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, tournament and decorum and rules and rules, whatever. But no, you stab me. Yeah, she's really bitter about getting stabbed. Like, yeah. So we go to the next page, and on the next page, we're at this elaborate, like, very old timey, like almost Italian Venice uh, bar. That's just a tapestry of alcohols. Is as la- uh, Wolverine's lounging with uh, Storm. And he's yeah. he's healing. He's still healing from from the blight spoke. His big chunks taken out of him and whatnot. And this he's like, yeah, yeah. He's yelling at uh, Saturnine for the most part. 
Uh, and about how he got robbed. Yeah, and she's just like, calm down, let's have a drink. Things are going to relax. But this isn't just a drink. This is actually a challenge in itself between Wolverine and Storm as uh, Storm kind of shows Wolverine uh, the card between the two, the Page of Cups. And that's when Mad Jim Jaspers gives, shows off the finest and rarest liquors of all the worlds and he's holding up this fancy fancy bottle that he pours to wolverine and to uh, storm and this is a uh, interesting uh, alcohol because what it's going to do it's going to do a couple things one thing it's going to do is it's going to take away their powers but the second thing it's going to do is it's going to get wolverine drunk which is impossible for wolverine so, which I, I feel like it's like it sucks for what's about to happen to Wolverine, but at the same time, I'm happy he was able to get really drunk. Because that part doesn't... of him would be very happy about it. The yeah. other part of him was really scared because yeah. when he realized he was drunk, he was like, "Wait, that means my healing factor doesn't work." Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm drunk. Oh fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> yes. So essentially, what's happening is uh, we get Jasper's giving him and leaving him the bottle. This is a drinking tournament to see who will out drink the other more or less between uh the same team so it's a team question yeah weird i don't know at first i get it i get it's a setup because she's getting them to drink those things to kind of play to their advantage or kind of give them a disadvantage but she gives them a point and the thing i'm wondering is well what would have happened if one of them like who if the other person won, would the point still go to them? Like, what does it matter? Yeah, the point would just go to them regardless, because even the yeah. point goes to the other team. We'll, we'll see. Because the uh, the other side, the Iraqis, have to do a similar thing, more or less. Yeah, um, so it's very masturbatory. Like, there was nothing except for the fact that, you know, this now they're poisoned. That's it. Yeah. And uh, we, we get this whole thing. We're going to see this with Jim Jaspers throughout the whole thing. And he's just talking about everything is has a cost. Everything has a cost, right? And as this is happening, he's meeting with uh, Death. And Death is trading, uh, essentially giving uh, giving him this Scarab Beetle First uh, edition holographic. First edition holographic, super rare mint, you know, uh, 10 out of 10. Um Perfect condition. Um, and it seems like he's uh, making a deal, making some type of deal with death, you know? Like, exactly. talk about some making a deal with death. That's a little on the nose, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. literally making a deal with death. Oh, man. I don't know. I would still feel like Jim Jaspers has a more of a hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he, I feel like he could flim flam death pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Krakoa gets the point. So it's four to two, Araco now. Um, so as this is happening, uh, we get Wolverine and Aurora kind of flirting with each other, just talking, relaxing. You know, it's rare they ever relax. Although, you know, the Blue Lagoon, I guess, says otherwise, but, uh, or the Green Lagoon. Um, and they're just kind of talking about, you know, random things, uh, talking about flirty. She gets, he gets a little flirty. Aurora's just like, don't, don't let me tell Jean or I'll tell Jean on you. As this is happening, we cut to, um, 
I'm gonna ignore the whole Menage a Twelve at all and how even Aurora is cool with it. Um, she wanted to get in on the action. Yeah, she's like, for some time, let's do it. Um, as that's happening, we cut back to an arena where we see Solemn and War about to clash as uh, Saturnine's kind of uh, officiating it with with Shogo still by uh, her side. And look at her Lich King throne. Okay, she does. It is a Lich King throne. It's pretty epic, to say the least. And, uh, you know, we're getting these, like, teasing between Solomon and War, kind of uh, mocking each other. And as that's happening, we're cutting back and forth between that and Wolverine and uh, Aurora teasing in a different manner, you know, as they're getting drunker and drunker. And they decide to kiss or they well, they're, they're kind about of to. about to kiss so they're, they're teasing the flirt and they get a little closer and they're they're they're, they're arguing who won i won uh you won uh be, you who's, over who's, who's drunker, drunker and, pretty and, much and, yeah yeah like literally like at any party like prelude about to fuck <laughs> And then, that way, still your way. Yeah. <laughs> my dick. Yeah. As it's happening, with Solemn's like, time to call in a favor. And Wolverine disappears and reappears onto the battlefields with Solemn and War. And he is out of it. He's just like, what just happened? I'm too drunk to get teleported like that. You got to give me a warning, man. And uh, yeah. That he made. Oh. Yeah, right. No, that's that's a rough face. That is a rough one. But this the is the little swirl effect does give us a good <laughs> feeling of him being drunk. Yes, like that it is long, good. That little tidbit. It is. It is nice. Um, but this is where we learn the deal that Wolverine made. Uh, with Solemn when he took the Muramasa blades, because remember back when they were getting the blades, uh, Solemn took both blades and gave one to. Wolverine in exchange for a favor, which we did not learn about up until this moment. It seems that favor is being called in as Solemn is like, you know what? I know it's been a hundred years. You're kind of bitter. You kind of hate me, War. I get it. I killed your husband, but Wolverine's going to fight for me. And he just killed your son. Peace. Out. <laughs> Solemn out. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty smooth. He like really deflected that perfectly without any missed at all. Right, just fucking did not miss a beat. Fucking calls in his weird undead dragon and bails. And as he bails, Wolverine's just all like, "Ah, oh, what? This is your fu- oh, I killed your 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 I killed your son. Oh man, that's your son. Fuck, I'm ah, oh. and he's just then he's still out of it." <laughs> You're his mom? Oh, man, I'm drunk. Oh, fuck, my healing factor doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little let down that this was the twist about what they agreed upon, though. I thought it was something more nefarious or more deep-seated in some way, but th- it was like, oh, you gotta fight me eventually. They they were so mysterious about mm-hmm. what they agreed upon, and for it to just be, you owe me a fight, wasn't really that big of a twist. It's pretty middle of the road, yeah. Yeah, what he did here with it was pretty good, but still, like, that was not, I'm not as shocked. I'm more let down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so as yeah, as that's happening, we cut to Solemn's vow, which kind of just fills in some gaps, which, eh, whatever. You know, you know what's up. There's a vow. They, they where, made did, where did that dragon come from? That's what I want to know. They're in Otherworld. They're not in, uh, what's their realm? I guess the uh, uh, Amenthi uh, realm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
where Rocco is? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Maybe he just manifested. Messed he got bit, he got jealous over Saturnine, so he was like, He's like anyone. You know, I'm just gonna sweep this. And essentially, uh, the challenge in this fight is to essentially remove a limb. That is how you win the battle. Uh, so it's not necessarily a fight to death. But we cut back to war and Wolverine. Uh, essentially, war is just like, you killed my son. Now I'm going to take your head. <laughs> and Wolverine's just like, come on, man. I, uh, I don't feel good. <laughs> It's great. But we get a sword fight here, at least. We actually get a sword fight here. Yes. So that is not too bad. on the defense the whole time, but still they're they're clashing. They are clashing. And yeah, he gets snicked hard by her sword. She's like steaming. It's it's seems pretty painful. Sara's killing it with these splatter effects. Oh yeah, yeah. He's definitely killing it with all these fight uh the, the splatter and the wounds and all that. Yeah, he's really good at battle damage for sure. Um, yeah, Saturnine and the Shogos. I like Shogos. Super happy with the battle going on right now. Um, but yeah, they're just kind of bickering back and forth as they fight each other. Like you said, Wolverine is on the defensive pretty much most of the time. Um, and uh, as that's happening, uh, we kind of get Saturnine just saying, like, this is what you get for trying to kill me, bitch. This is, this is yeah so she's she's having a good time watching this go down and as that's happening um uh he's teasing she saturnine's teasing uh teasing uh, wolverine about storm and her fate and as that's happening uh we get war sticking freaking that fiery sword into like his shoulder and leans down to grab him but as she leans down to grab him wolverine just comes up and snicks off her hand, which it seems right as the hand comes off, she creates a flame hand. It's kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, that like kind of fields its place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what she originally wanted to do is cut his head off proper just by, like, pulling the sword over. Right. But she didn't realize, and he makes this comment where she's like, and then I'm going to slide this over and your head will be mine. And he says, my adamantian spine says, fuck you, and she can't cut his head off. Yeah, yeah. Can't break the spine, so he cuts her hand. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, so she tries to cut through it, and it does not work. It does not work. Um, But yeah, as that happens, he cuts the hand off, and the winner is Wolverine in this uh, Rocco Five Kokoa Two. I mean, he's the winner, but he's getting a point for Rocco. I mean, yeah, for Rocco because he's the stand-in for Solemn. So it's did he he get a point for? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. that did go to him. Yeah, that's so bizarre. It went to Rocco. It didn't go to Krakoa. So, Wolverine yeah. won, and he... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Kind of his... <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so, the fight's over. Uh, War's still kind of uh, in pain about her hand, and Wolverine's just like, somebody get this fucking sword out of my neck, because it's still just like kind of like flam- <laughs> flinging around his, <laughs> his open wound. Just burning through his flesh. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. But that is where we end Wolverine issue number seven. It is what a bizarre journey we are going through in this. But uh, yeah. Let's the tournament's in full swing. The tournament oh, yeah. is in full swing, if that's what you call a swing. No, um, we did get two sword fights and one pre-sword fight where they almost sword fought but then that was so quickly taken away yeah they fought with their hands 
through Sorry. arm wrestling, but that still doesn't matter. It's not the same. Uh, well, and we're going to get a lot more of that in this next issue of these, like, kind of rapid fire, uh, kind of rapid fire kind of games, I guess. And we're going to see kind of a Storm's fate in this. What happens to her as well? Yeah, her her big showdown with death. With her comes to, uh, death. Comes to the table. Indeed. But yes, let's go to... Uh, X-Force, I already forgot it was. X-Force, again, we got uh, Percy, Kassar, Gura, EFX, Dugan, kind of hanging in there, hanging behind Percy's uh, whim. Luminophile. Yeah. Like a shadow of doom. Yeah, same same team between these two issues, so it, it, it fits. We get a lot of Wolverine in this as well. Oh, this cover was perfect. Right? This... I, I have I have zero complaints about this cover. No complaints. Perfect. Yeah. Uh works for a cover. It's everything you would want out of what Wolverine represents. You know, a I... nice reflection of the team, you know. Perfect. You know, but, not, but, not not busy but, whatsoever. But why why Beast, Gene, Scott, and Charles as the reflection? That's my one confusing point. I like how it all looks, but my question is why. You would think it would be like the other teammates, right? Yeah, yeah, like Dom- or, or like Domino and um, Kid Omega, like the actual like actual X Force, yeah, Force team. But instead, it was just like there's Beast, and I'm like, okay. And then there's Jean. I guess she's part. Yeah, all right. I mean, they're all X Force oh. technically, but it's not well, like. Uh, what's up, Scott's X Force? No, I guess Scott's technically. Oh, Scott. Yeah, Scott right. technically played the role. No, Scott was even disconnected in original X Force because mm. or pre-X Force because he didn't want to know about any of it. He just said you handle it Wolverine. And that's what Charles is doing too. It's like he knows about X Force, but he's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell situation. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird. But you know, that's what the covers do. They always throw out things where you're like, I don't even know why. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just assume the artist just really wanted them there. Or maybe this was used for originally something else and they just reused it. That I mean, this is X of Swords we're talking about. If they're going to reuse images, this is the arc to do, do it. Do we have any variants? We got a Juan Ferreira making a, a variant of yes. this. Um, let me see if I can find that cover, see what that looks like. Yeah, I'd be curious to see that because they're not using Alex Ross on the variants anymore. Oh, it's at all. not too bad. It's it's pretty simple too. Uh, it's just a Wolverine kind of pose. Artwork's interesting. I've never seen this artist's work before. One. Oh Ferretta. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this this is actually comparable. I would have I would have been fine with this too. It, the both both are better than than the both the previous issue. So yeah, not bad. Not bad yeah. at all. But let's get back to the tournament. We cut back to Magic and Poker Pogue back at it again. Um, this time, a real fight uh, at that Roma Regina uh, floating garden arena. Uh, this will be an unarmed battle, though. So no swords. And uh, yeah, essentially, the battle begins, right? We, we, are, we are shown the card by Saturnine. Um, and the battle begins with uh, Magic just kind of with their hands kind of crossed. And Pogo Pogo's just all like, I'm going to eat you. And well, Magic's just like, all right. And Pogo Pogo just puts her straight into her mouth. Now, the part that Pogo Pogo fucked up at is that he didn't bite her in half. He just swallowed her. Oh. That's fucked. That's really fucked up. That is yep. 
where you fucked up. But yeah, just swallows her whole. And uh, yeah, he's enjoying it for a second. And then all of a sudden things start to feel weird in the stomach. Your typical like getting swallowed situation by your main character in a movie as he kind of vomits both the magic and uh, this this dude up. This uh, Iraqi dude. This weird... What would you call him? What, how would you describe this dude? I mean, I guess he could be like some... Like the one of those weird Amethi mutant hybrids. No, because he's not monster enough. So yeah, yeah, I think he might just be a mutant in general. Just a regular mutant. And uh, well, they refer to him as a beast, though. Yeah. In his original description, but did that mean the armor was the beast? Maybe they don't know that he's inside. But the big twist is, is that she figured out that Pogue means sword in Iraqi, <laughs> and uh, or in Archilly, uh, but. The problem is, is that so this dude was wielding that guy armor as a sword, and now he's been basically desorted by being removed from the creek. I guess, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so now, uh, yeah. He's she, just a little chose dude, and she punches him and wins. She just punches him and wins, yeah. So essentially, I don't know if it was like she, that dude's controlling Poker Pogue or Poker Pogue ate him, and it's a weird trick, and like he was only a part of this competition, so uh, Saturnine would bring him to get magic to take the little dude out of him. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't question it. But if it's a little dude puppeting Poker Pogue, that's a little disappointing. That's what I'll say. Yeah, it makes him way less indomitable and awesome. Because he was a cooler, one of the better designs of this. Uh, More original, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, he she just takes down this this dude and wins. So we got Rocco five, Krakoa three now, uh, as this tournament keeps going in this weird fucking direction. So Saturnine kind of keeps going on with the tournament. We get this this ra- random just. I, I don't know what's happening in some of them. We get like a weird torture scene with Captain Avalon and Cable and War followed. What's by- having a blast? Yeah, yeah she shit. seems to be having fun for sure. With their little stub arm. With their stub, yeah. <laughs> then we got this weird like rock a Sisyphus moment where they have to pull fucking push a rock up a, a hill, um, and it seems like a rock wins that one. Followed by this weird sea battle with all these sea creatures. Um, which Arako also wins. Um, however, it seems Krakoa won the the weird, disgusting uh, uh, eating, is, competition. eating competition. Yeah. Even though it's clear Doug is not happy about Doug's it. Doug's not dealing. Yeah, he's not not having it. But yeah, Cable's is- taking a full force, and I, I, Brian's a little in between. It's almost like he's feeling it out. Like he's like, yeah, a little flavor here. Cable <laughs> has a dick in his hand, right? Like some weird bee stick. Right? It does look like, like he has a uh, bee stick in his hand for sure. Remember that episode of Chappelle Show where they parodied? Um, Fear yeah, Factor? Fear Factor. That's what the word I was what looking for. It seems what like a it? Fear Factor. Show. A, show. Like a horse. Horse dick or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something. You don't understand, Joe Rogan. I smoke crack. He's like, oh, you got some hot sauce? You get a little bit of hot sauce on this. No, no problem. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, baby, get all the gristle. <laughs> yes. Then we go to a dance competition. Look at Doug go. Doug's having a blast, but Wolverine's not having any of it. They still do. Still is it's yeah. the game of the ball, but then okay now now Pogue Pogue is back in his suit and they're doing like crazy stairs by like MC Escher. Yeah, so they're doing the weird MC Escher stair thing, which they win that. Then they do a puzzle, which Araka wins that as well. 
No, uh, Kokoa wins that one. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're oh, right. no, no, you're right. You're right. Kokoa just wins that one. Oh, yeah, reverse that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then the fashion show, which Araka wins, even though look at fucking Storm just Storm, like, yeah, rocking Storm. that. Arms spread apart, hair <laughs> arced back, just fluttery dress ready. But Wolverine looks like he, he's just in the worst state. He's not having it. Um, I don't know what's happened with Magic and Cable at the bottom, but they lose that. Whatever it is. What is it even? I don't know. What are they, is it like a scavenger? Whatever it is, they're losers. They're failures yeah, they're at failures. it. <laughs> That's what uh, you need to know. Failures. Uh, but we cut to the Crooked Market. And at the Crooked Market, we see uh, Captain Avalon holding this flower thing. Mm-hmm. And as it's happening, we get Saturnine kind of coming up behind him, and is, they they kind of have a talk, and what's not, and she's trying to get him to still like take his title back, pretty much. Yep. Is, is that it? That's the yes, only exactly one it. driving yeah. thing, motivator, fa- motivating fact with her. She, Nothing she, more. She kind of phones it in right here and says, like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, just kind of throw this out there. You should take your title back. And then she's going to use this competition as leverage to try to force it on him right here. This particular event. Uh, this event that's about to go down, yes. Because yeah. this is right before his next challenge, I guess. And then as it's... it's yeah, foot race. As it's happening, though, we kind of see before the challenge, she, we get uh, we get uh, Saturnine just going like, I, the, the, there will be Fury type of situation, followed by like the Fury coming up behind her. What do you know about the Fury? Uh, I know very little about them, but I know it's a Alan Moore. It was created by Alan Moore. It's very. It was very big with uh, Captain Britain back in the back in the day. Uh, but uh-huh. I don't know too much about the Fury other than that. I'm not familiar with it either. I know they touched on it earlier in some of the stuff that was preluding to, or not preluding, but during the earlier issues of X yes. Swords. But I honestly, there's been so much stuff thrown about that I, at this point, I'm like, I miss House of Power. It was so clean. All the little like side Hickman graphs and everything kind of just filled you in and connected you so well when mm-hmm. you understood where you felt. Even the convoluted aspect of Moira's multiple lives of reincarnation, by the end, I, I got it. I understood it, and I can even think back to it now. Yeah. With this, it's like, uh, that was over a long period of time. This was only, like, say, a few weeks back, and I'm still like, I don't even fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember. I couldn't remember if I tried because it's just too messy. I mean, what was once like an awesome like epithet of like information in between uh, storytelling is now something we skip altogether because it tells us nothing. Well, the ones, especially in this issue and last issue, a lot of them are rehashing the fights that same just thing. happened. Yeah, they're literally just the you 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 could explain it to someone, then read that, or you could just read that instead of explaining the pages, and it was pointless i'm like okay now you guys are shoehorning these in here <laughs> i think these need to go yeah uh, so the one thing uh that i'm confused about is that i the fury is uh created were created by mad jim jaspers so i'm wondering what uh, is going on between him and saturnine to i guess lend her that power maybe he's controlling them because they are in the crooked market getting ready to set up this foot race yeah between, uh Brian and Redroot. True. True debt. So we cut to the race, and it's a. Uh, yeah, it's between Redroot and Captain Avalon. We get uh, Jim Jasper's kind of officiating it. He's about to shoot off the, the starting gun, right? Mm-hmm. 
little uh, blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he shoots it off and boom, the race is on as they kind of go through this, uh, this, I guess, weird race through the crooked market. But like, right as it starts like on cobblestone, it's not even like a, yeah, like a yeah, obstacle course. Yeah. It's just like a cobblestone, cobblestone. ditty foot. Race. Yeah, and, you're, and the whole time you're just like, why? And even Brian is just like, I'm waiting. I can't believe this, this is pointless. Right. <laughs> it's not like Red Root runs like, like, like he's power walking. It looks like, like they're power walking. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that uh, episode of uh, Malcolm in the Middle where Malcolm's dad became like a power runner. Power walking, you power like, walker, you guys. <laughs> that became his thing to define him and he wanted to do the yeah. best. There yeah. was like that guy that had like the helmet for it and yep. like was super into it. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Helmet. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. I guess that's how she walks, but whatever. Yeah. She takes the lead <laughs> as uh, essentially the, the fury to just straight attack um, Brian. Straight up whooping his ass. Literally, as Redwood's walking away, there's like a, a freaking cartoony cloud dust of them just fighting in a, in a dust cloud. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like a Looney Tunes scuffle or like something <laughs> old school. It's silly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, Redwood takes the lead, and as it happens, uh, she, she bumps into a table, and on this table was this what looks like this crystal glass thing, and it just breaks on the floor as she takes off towards the finishing line. And as it's happening, Jim Jaspers takes notes and does his thing. He's just like, "There's, there's always a cost. There's always a cost at the market, and everything. Uh, everything yes. So yeah, he's getting." Uh, Fucked up still by the fury, and as it's happening, uh, Red Root essentially wins. She takes the lead. I think she laps him too because he's already like on the other lap, she's already like right next to Brian again. So I feel like she took a whole lap. I don't, <laughs> I, right. I, I just think he was that close to the finish line. Oh, gotcha. and like, and that's just what it was because. Keep in mind, like, he actually was running even to the point where he could look back and see her in the true, in the true, and so she slowly casually walked past him. And then rolled into victory. And then that's it. She won. Krakoa gets the point. Uh, yep. She wins. Araka gets the point. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah his name sounded too similar. It's hard. I keep doing that to myself. Well, also, it's like uh, Archilia is their their like language. But I keep wanting to say Iraqi. But that sounds like Iraqi. Right. Like Iraqi. Iraqi. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. your natural like dialect will want to say words that are real. <laughs> right. Of- <laughs> ones that are comic books your brain won't try to sound it out it as will a picture it'll jump towards the reality it'll try to but, cr- but build unfortunately connections. they have built up a significant amount of debt through this small little foot race, and they're both fucked <laughs> they are both fucked because even though red Whoop did win uh we get jim jaspers coming uh over and going like oh good job congrats uh so uh how are you gonna pay for that She's just all like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, yeah, what is it? The crystal of idol of bamboo crafted from the salt of Ubagodia princess. Ubagonia princess's tears? Man, it's made of princess's tears. And, yeah, uh, like an actual princess from Ubagonia. Yeah, so essentially he's like, you broke this thing during the race and now you have to pay for it. And she's just, he's, she was like, how much does it cost? And Jim Jasper's is all like, priceless. Now, I gotta say, like, while this is still happening, there's still the, like, kerfuffle happening with it. The fairies are <laughs> the fairies, Brian They are fucking him up. Just destroying him. And, 
as that's happening, uh, essentially, uh, Saturnine tells him to shoes him away, right? She calls him off like, yeah. like they're fucking attack dogs, <laughs> saving Brian's life because yeah. he's fucking teetering. I mean, look at all that blood on his face. Yeah, there's, he's wrecked. He's pretty. He's pretty wrecked. Um, so they take off, and as that's happening, we go back to Jim Jasper's and uh, Red Root, and essentially, Red Root is uh, being transformed into a little tiny little thing, and and Jim Jasper's puts him puts him in a nice crystal glass jar. Yeah, uh, she's trapped. She's in that jar, like a spider under a glass cup. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So she's she's trapped in the red. She's trapped in the market for probably all of eternity, or until she gets bought, I guess. I take it she's off the board for the rest of the tournament. That's for sure. That she, got, uh, she got she got Betsy. She got Betsy good. She's done. Yeah, she got Betsy hard. Uh, so she's she, uh, she didn't get the point. She got the point at least. Hey. Um, but as it's happening, we get a little uh, consoling between uh, Saturnine and. Uh, Brian and I am over these two. I'm just over. Well, she leverages that she's trying to say the same thing will happen to Brian because he owes a debt to to her because of the damage he did getting his ass whooped on in the crooked market. Like the Furies whooped the shit out of him, and now he's incurred the death from the shit they destroyed, beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good time. Weird. I don't get it, but hey, it's a prophecy. It's all part of. It's all a part of the prophecy. And uh, then, like we said, we get a Hickman infograph refilling us in on the shit we already just read. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so the next challenge, we get two challenges. Uh, now, just this challenge in itself, the one between Wolverine and White Sword. Uh, yeah. That could have that would have been if they made that a whole issue in itself. That could have been awesome. We could have learned some backstory between White Sword. We kind of could have called, saw some cool backstory between Wolverine and all the pain he's caused in the past. Yes. And that would have been awesome to see that play out. But no, you're gonna get a page and a page only of this. No, half a page. Sorry, not even a whole page. Half yeah, because he has to share it with with uh, whatever uh, Magic's doing? doing in her competition against. Um, who she could be. It looks like Bay. Well, it, it's hard to say. It looks like Bay's there, and Death's there, and Gorgon's there, and oh, actually, Doug's there too. So it might be. Oh, and uh, Pog is there out of his. Oh, is, it is Pog. Okay, so that is a good. The pudgy little fat green guy. The pudgy little fat green guy. So I'm gonna have to say he's a puppet, and that is disappointing. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So yeah. let's let's just talk about what what Magic is doing uh, currently. She's talking to uh, what's her name, Faye? Uh, uh, Roma. Uh, Roma. Sorry, Lady Roma. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's like, it's it's a what are, a riddle? A riddle, right? Essentially. Yes. 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 And she and she wants whoever can come up and answer it gets the point for their team. And magic fucking fucks it up. Yeah. She's like, yeah. it's magic, of course, and it was and wrong. This- and this is shared with the page where Wolverine and White Knight have to stare in a mirror and see the lives of all the see the people all of who they've killed. Right. All the people they've killed. And the first person to look away loses. Yes. The first person to look away or blink, blink. loses. Um, and the, wouldn't this be such a great issue if we got to see what they were saying right now? Yes. This would have been awesome. This would have brought a lot of character development. But eventually Wolverine loses because he starts crying, so he closes yes. his eyes. Yeah, he but, starts crying yeah. and he blinks because White Knight 
not even phased. Not phased whatsoever about any of his past, which is interesting because Wolverine is, he's all about like, he's haunted by his, he's always running away from his past. He's haunted by his past. Everything from his past hurts him in so many ways. So this is probably the worst thing that Wolverine has to go through ever. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a rough page. Probably one of the roughest pages in the issue, but it's immediately followed by the best page in the issue. Right. Down. Gorgon. Oh, and then we cut to the next challenge, uh, which is the rock sirens of Clevermore, which are these rocks that literally unleash a siren song that make you want to fuck them. And Gorgon is all over this. <laughs> Gorgon right instantly. Yeah, the moment this happens, Gorgon just rushes over the he strips. He strips. Wolverine's just like, we gotta get out of here. Max is like, I think she's gonna go fuck that boulder. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna go fuck that boulder good. <laughs> yeah. So they lose that challenge. I don't even know what the challenge was. Is it don't fuck the boulder? Yes, it was resistant. It literally was like... Yeah, oh, it makes sense. It is a resistance because yeah. we go to yeah. the next one, which is also a resistance one. Cut to uh, Brian Braddock again with war. And it's a very simple task. We got Merlin just hanging out in front of him. A very cute kitten. Look at that little cat. Look at the cat. It's so cute. The challenge is kill the cats. Kill the cat. And the moment they hear that, they just, they just look at each other. Or they kind of look at the cat, right? It's a cute cat. Brian looks over at War. And War's just like, oh, come on. Or Brian's just like, you, you're not going to do this, right? And then instantly, War's just like, ah, give me the fucking cat. <laughs> Look at it. She's like no, swinging she, her nub at the cat. The nub. Well, Brian's trying to hold her back. She goes nub first. Uh, yeah, she goes nub first. So Brian holds her back, which means Brian loses that challenge, clearly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. He just tried to save the cat. Yeah, no cats here at all. Um, do we need to talk about Blytheswill at all? Any Anything new that we learned from this? Blytheswill is still Blytheswill. Blytheswill is Blytheswill. It seems Give it a month. Like irrelevant give it a month <laughs> it'll be relevant <laughs> there you go but uh we cut to the final challenge of this issue we see uh we see death looking down at aurora and uh essentially he's hung he's, over fuck. who's fucking hung over pretty much she's she's uh we're leaving off where she left off after she got drunk with the wolverine and uh, Death is kind of asking her to dance again. She's like, you asked me to dance now. Let me ask you to dance now. Very uh, suave. Very suave, this man. Um, definitely a charmer. But as it's happening, they they hold hands as they gaze upon their battle arena. And they're in Sevalith. So they're, uh, uh, they're gazing. The, the vampires. Yeah, the vampires are all gazing upon them as they begin their battle well not begin yet but they're about to begin uh aurora's just like oh man it fucking smells in here i don't <laughs> she's just like oh man i can't handle it <laughs> it smells like dead more like it smells like the undead. undead and uh yeah she's still she's doing exactly what, what logan was doing right just trying to get like i'm drunk or do i pat I, oh shit i don't my pat what the fuck and she's just getting her grasp of the situation realizing that she's about to fucking get in a battle Pretty much. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, death teases her and it's just like, you know, you could just simply forfeit. And she's just like, by God, by the goddess, no fucking way. I like that. I'm going to say that. Oh, she's like, I'll fight you, drunk. <laughs> I'll 
I'll fuck you up. I don't give a shit, yeah. Boise. And finally, in this issue, we get a sword fight. And we get a sword fight in this issue. So, hey, there we go. So the battle begins as uh, she unsheaths. I already forgot the name of her sword. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, Iron Claw? Uh, she- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Question sure. mark? Sure. sure. She unle- uns- and, uh, unsheaths her Wakandan sword. And uh, they kind of fight, and they're that's when she kind of realizes her powers are gone. She tries to summon like electricity or something, not having the it. Sword length has shrunk. Have you noticed that? It goes from a weird. It gets smaller and smaller from from uh, panel to panel. That's for sure. I have noticed that. Very strange. Even since they originally introduced it, it was a sword, and then it's kind of just slowly worked its way down to being like I wouldn't. It looks even like a dagger. That that is like a short sword. Like that's pretty much uh, some of the panels it has a short sword vibe, but for the most part, that's a dagger. Yeah, that is definitely a dagger. I would call it a dagger. But yeah, so they get they get into it. They fight. They clash. It seems like uh, it's even. But all of a sudden, we get uh, um, Aurora uh, swinging down on death and shatters the sword. Yeah, because he's teasing her about having her powers, and she's like, I don't need my powers. I don't need my fucking powers, I'm bitch. powerful, naturally. Yeah. He should have he talked to Callisto of the Morlocks. <laughs> right. He got an update on it. He's like, yeah, she challenged me. I thought, she didn't have her powers? I could totally take her. And then, boom, she kicked my ass anyway. Kicked my ass anyway. In, in a hand-to-hand combat fight with Callisto, who would be, her, her fucking powers should make it impossible to beat her hand-to-hand combat. But, nope. Wrecked his sword, broke it, and now Death's like, well, fuck this, I'll just use my powers on you. I used to have that issue. I remember the cover. It was like them in the rain, right? And she's got her mohawk look, too. Yeah, she has a mohawk look. Yeah, exactly. Ah, do I? Yeah, I think. It was Storm in her rebellious teenage years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I like the Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's swordless now, and he's like, all right, let's do what Death does best. And he he takes off his, uh, he takes off his uh, helmet. his Anubis helmet, and we still don't see his face, but we do see the back of his head with his uh, with his uh, scarab uh, beetle gem thing on the back. And now remember, what was the what was the biggest thing about uh, the sword that um, Storm uses? It's that it reflects things. Hmm. It does. It, it can absorb the energy, energy put into it and redirect it and, and redirect reflect back. it and amplify it. Yes, an amplifier pack. So as he t- uh, as he takes off his uh, helmet, he essentially does his death stare towards uh, Aurora, and she's just like, and uh, sword. And she closes <laughs> her eyes and hides her face behind her sword, and then he takes his ability back on in his face, which essentially mm-hmm. disables him to the point where she can now just thrust her sword into his stomach. Yeah. Kick him just, over. Just stabs him and pales him right into the stomach kicks him off of the arena in which all the vampires come out and just fucking devour him. Yep. They all rush him and you can see his entrails getting pulled out. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of like uh, like Tom Savini's work in like Day of the Dead. Ooh. You know, yeah. it's like, like, it's literally just like, eh, there's some long intestine, short intestine, everyone's got a piece. A little piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. As uh as Aurora walks away, uh, claiming the victor. Uh, yeah, she is the victor. So, Kakoa 6, Arako 17. Still a very huge gap. Why does 
stupid arbitrary game for right? Uh, I really wish they would have just put all the sword fighting parts like this as the parts, like each one. Yeah, like we have the sword fight here. We have the sword fight with uh, so, uh, with so, the summoner and Wolverine. Right. Like that would have been fun to do that. We could have had the sword fight. I mean, sure, I guess you could say Iska and Betsy was a sword fight, but I mean, extend that a little bit and then have it. If you isolate all the sword fights and just have those, I think it would be fine. Yeah, I don't know if it would like be fine. Tournament, I feel like this tournament would be a lot better. I would be less let down. I'd probably still be let down to an extent, but not mm. as much. I wouldn't have to watch like nine panels of them like playing thumb wrestle and like quarters or whatever weird game, stupid little simple game like people play. Yeah. We play. All right, play solitaire by yourselves. First one wins. Oh, point to Kuko. It's a dance competition. Like, I don't know if that's, I mean. (laughs) Dance competition. And a fashion show. A fashion show. It's It's getting out of hand. Yeah, foot race. It's getting out of hand. It is. They competed against each other at one point. Which Um, didn't matter either. Yep. Uh, and it won't matter in the future. So this is all, like, I get, like, story-wise, it is, it doesn't matter because it's setting up people to move in certain positions, but you realize you're doing that to your reader, too. You're saying, we don't matter as a reader. <laughs> Do they notice no. that? Maybe they don't notice that. <laughs> well, no, because if you, we've talked about this before, about how, like, I don't think they care as much about the established fans that have been there the most stalwart longtime fans even though those are the people who are spending the most money when it comes to their merchandise they're more interested it seems like they're more aggressive about trying to catch new fans and they seem to care little that that doesn't pay off because statistically that's been shown in a lot of these scenarios that that approach for marketing doesn't work because the older fans are still going to be the ones that spend the more money they're more established they have more time they've had more uh familiarity with product so they're be they're already shown a tendency to spend money on it but once you alienate those you're alienating the cash flow and i'm only saying this from a standpoint of like i see their actions and their choices and i can tell that they're motivated off of money but if the reality is they want to make more money they're doing it in a weird way um i don't know i really don't know what i feel like the this is just a it's a, a company, not a company, but a, a, a section, a business, a, I can't think of the name, but like, it's a, it's a part of a bigger organization that's so small and insignificant that they don't even care enough to give them any type of direction. That's how little. Like a matter. micro subsidiary. I yeah. Guess. Like a very subsection of a subsection. It's like, who the fuck cares to, for Disney, right? They got so much going on like that, the, that, that print publishing mark uh, comic uh sector is, is is something that we could probably you know not focus our attention too much on you would think oh you know, yeah the, the, the toys the the movies the the tv shows that's where they're marketing is. exactly yeah toys the comics are almost a bird to them at this point it feels like it. it feels like both for dc and marvel it feels like they're just they don't know what to do with these things they don't they really don't because they don't want they're definitely running the businesses as if they're just a marketing 
company. They're not a, I guess you could say publishing company or, well, they're definitely not a publishing company anymore, but they're not even like a storytelling company anymore. It seems. No, they're not trying to be something that promotes authorship or narrative. They're more so just what can we use as marketing ploys to feed into our greater thing. Yep. That we're trying to do. That's why with the whole like sword and the things that they're doing with that arc that's coming up now, I feel like that's just positioning them for the movies, and that's yep. It just turns me off. It turns me off right away. Because I mean, honestly, I mean, who's hyped about the MCU anymore? I mean, I haven't been hyped about the MCU since Black Panther. Um, yeah, I'm not too hyped. Uh, no, not- because then I saw Captain Marvel, and I saw like what was it, the second Ant Man movie, and at that point, I was just like, oh man, yeah, they're done. <laughs> These yeah. Are- these movies have passed their welcome. And then Endgame came out. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, I think we're set here. This was a good, we're good enough conclusion where we're, there's no more you can bring to this that's ever going to reach that high watermark. Now you're just going to try and retread. It's, I mean, look how bad they've gotten with Spider-Man. Like, look what's happened with that. And now what we're seeing them do. They're mimicking CW marketing maneuvers to try to better chase what they think is hot. <laughs> I said this the other day on Instagram, and I'll repeat it here. Just because Walmart has everything doesn't make it a good experience. Yet Spider-Man 3 is desperately trying so hard to be a Walmart. And I don't get it. They want to put a hat on a hat. (laughs) Spider-Man 3, the Walmart of MCU title. Oh, I don't get it. I want the crossover event where the vulture played by Michael Keaton somehow gets displaced and put in the future... And has to fight against a retired Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, <laughs> and they use their suits. I want Mecha Batman, retired Michael Keaton, to fight retired old man Vulture, Michael Keaton, in a in a standoff. Now that movie I'd see. Old man Anything Batman. else I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... I and I know that'll never happen. It's so not going to happen. Yeah, it's never going <laughs> to happen. Well, that's it's never going to happen. Yeah, you never say never. Never say never. Was it who they get to play? Actually, like get to play Batman that like boasted the voice Batman for like the longest time. It was like fucking. Um, you're talking about uh, uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, yeah, they got Kevin Conroy to actually fucking play Batman in a live action Batman like like concept. If they go that radical with it, then I feel like everything is is up for grabs. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's in the future of these companies? Whatever it is, it's it's protecting their bottom line and definitely not caring about uh, keeping their core competency uh, satisfied. They're fans. They don't care about the people who actually follow. I mean, these people who are into comic books who are hardcore into it are usually into the narrative and the lore, and they they spent hours on Wikipedia. They've gone through the old stories. They've mm-hmm. watched some of the old cartoons and movies and shit. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the mythos is is done to death. That's why it's painful in a movie when they're like, "We're going to do the telling of Batman." It's like parents or, "Hey, look, Uncle Ben," and you're just like, "No, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. we're done." We're de- like that was the first time anyone that did anything right with Spider-Man is when the MCU was like, "All right, Uncle Ben's dead. He's just dead. He's dead. Fuck you. Not gonna show it to you. We're moving on. He's fucking dead. The dude is six feet under. Spider-Man story. And I'm just like, yes, thank God. 
Thank God. <laughs> I don't have to get choked up at Uncle Ben again. <laughs> I'm tired of that. Stop pulling in my string. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we're past a lot of that stuff. So when, when they get into these stories and they play fast and loose, people already know about those established narratives and it starts to get murky where I'm like, you're trying to be original in something that has like layers of context and history. And you can't just be original out of the blue. You have to work your way up to it, sneak something in, in, in a long burn, like a slow burn. Yeah. Kit. So that's the problem we're facing here with a lot of these comics. And this definitely prevalent in Sword of X, which has completely fallen off the rails. That shark has been jumped, son. <laughs> Although one thing, one person. Yeah, you can't unjump, un, unjump that shark for sure. Damn. Although one person that seems to be consistent still is. Uh, Storm, she still seems to be her badass self. Uh, yeah, character development wise, Storm hasn't taken any. Like they haven't like hurt her, wrecked her. Like some that other characters. Arc, yes, yeah. Well, like Betsy will never recover. Uh, I, I can't, I can't even imagine what Kitty has to deal with on a weekly basis. Depending on who draws her, her hair goes off the rails. <laughs> so, like, it's all kind of funny with that stuff. But, like, the one problem I had with Storm is when she went to Wakanda and they had that whole little back and forth oh, fight with them. Never like, mind. I, I thought that, that back, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, she was fine. Her demeanor and her character made sense. It just felt like everyone else around her was so True. outrageously out of place. The world is coming to an end. Yeah, but we got to wait for T'Challa. <laughs> Three days. Two days or whatever it was. Yeah. We uh, only have 24 hours. All right. Two days. Wait, two days. Oh, okay. All that's off the table. I trust you. You're my sister. I would die for you. But no. But two days. <laughs> but two days. Fuck. Oh, fucking that was dead. fucking but, frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, man. Such a waste of storm. That yeah. was uh, never mind. Yeah. Well, they sidelined her in Marauders too. Like there's so many. She's just a babysitter. Like, yeah, she's a fucking babysitter <laughs> to Kitty Pride, who doesn't even need a fucking babysitter. Yeah. Apparently she does. I guess so. I guess so. Oh man, um, that'll do it for this issue of X Force and Wolverine. Any final thoughts that you have on these two issues, Danny? As I drink this eggnog, I kind of think, like, maybe maybe I should start putting alcohol in my eggnog. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's I just need to start drinking when I read these. That'll be how There I you go. Drinking. Yes, that's how you <laughs> take up drinking. That's how the alcoholism begins. Right there. You're talking about you again? <laughs> I'm talking about you again. He's been ruined my life for years. <laughs> uh... Did you read that run up Fantastic Four? That's bad. Wait till Dan Slot takes over. Woo, man. Then it goes even worse. Then, yeah, let's see what he does with fucking Richard. Or Franklin. Franklin, oh my god. Franklin Richards. Franklin oh fucking Richards. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week, folks. Remember, remember, the robots will kill you. So go drink that eggnog and put some alcohol in it. I know Danny doesn't, but I recommend putting alcohol in it. People say bourbon goes good with it. Bourbon's good. Not too bad. Get in there. It, it might- in my day, it didn't matter how you got your X gene. It just mattered that you had the X gene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. According to according to Charles, damn it, you, I don't, you, your feelings, your identity politics of warping reality into existence does not matter. No. It's like and Bruce there. Bruce not even a mutant, and Warlock's there. And Warlock's technically not even a mutant. And and Gwynpool's there, and Gwynpool's oh, not even a mutant. She did the and same that, thing almost. And that dude that Northstar's banging, 
He's not immune. Right? He's got plenty of immune in him, but not a lot. <laughs> and Brian's here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Franklin, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Franklin Richards. Uh,